Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. This episode is sponsored by Global Educational Concepts. Global Educational Concepts is a designated sponsor of the U.S. Department of State's cultural exchange programs. They fully support and believe in the public diplomacy opportunities their exchange programs offer participants, host families, and host employers. Global Educational Concepts seeks to provide the best service and support possible to the young people who participate in their programs while adhering to government regulations. Their program participants can be found living, working, and training all across the U.S., Visit GECExchanges.com for more information on global educational concepts. On this episode, we welcome Karen Arrington, an award-winning author, women's empowerment expert, and global philanthropist, Karen is the winner of an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work, serves as a goodwill ambassador to Sierra Leone, and is the founder of both the Miss Black USA pageant, as well as the co-founder of the first Diabetes Awareness Day in West Africa. Over the past 20 years, Karen has helped over 1,000 women step into powerful careers in media, business, medicine and law, pulling from her book, Your Next Level Life, Seven Rules of Power, Confidence and Opportunity for Black Women in America, which is discussed in this episode. We hope you enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore. Very delighted today to have Karen Arrington with us. As you've heard, Karen has an amazing record of service, literally to the world, starting domestically and then increasingly internationally, where she is a goodwill ambassador. What an appropriate, brilliant title. So Karen, welcome so much to the Action Catalyst. Thank you for having me. You know, our our listeners are from diverse walks of life, different backgrounds, different professions. One of the things that I know they always love to hear are some of the specific pivot points that led you from where you started out to where you are today. You've had such a life of contribution. I wonder if you could share some of those key moments with us. Well, every young girl, I found my voice on the pages of literary works about African-American heroes like Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman. And their triumphant stories really ignited a spark that would never leave in me. And it made me want to be a voice for the silent, marginalized, and unheard voices of women in color. So books are really where the seeds were planted and watered. And I embraced my calling early on. It led me to many different projects. So, of course, over the course of my life and career, in 1986, I founded the Miss Black USA pageant, the nation's first scholarship pageant for African-American women. And then I went on to co-found the Diabetes Awareness Day in the Gambia, West Africa, where I was appointed a goodwill ambassador also to Sierra Leone. I've personally mentored over a thousand young women. Now, while my work has taken many forms over the years, my goal has always been the same, and that's to help women claim their power and redefine their destinies and defy expectations. And this, of course, was my main motivation for my most recent project, my book project, Your Next Level Life, Seven Rules of Power, Confidence, and Opportunity for Women in America. My goal has always been the same, and that's to empower women. And the fact that it was books that triggered that initially, I think, is magnificent. 
Now, in terms of women and empowerment, particularly women of color, which has been an area you've really focused on, what do you think are some of the main reasons that people are, are struggling with that, that they have to be taught how to claim their power? And what are things that each one of us on a daily basis can do to help in that process? Absolutely. Well, I think society as a whole has really oppressed women in many ways, whether it's socially, economically. So women, and just from, I think from the beginning of time, have been somewhat at a disadvantage. I think it's just important, not just for women, but also for men to recognize that women have capabilities and um, talents and gifts that will make the world even better if we can tap into those gifts. I do believe that women are the true architects of society. And I believe that I think it's important now for them to really take up space, be provided additional opportunities. And of course, the most important thing is to really close the wealth gap, which would really um, help generations of women in the future. Right. And those of us that are leading businesses can make sure that we're doing our part to close that gap and to make sure that opportunities are not just equal, but equitable. Absolutely. Could you share some of the seven principles in a book, one or two, that you think could be particularly relevant to the times we're going through now? I strongly believe, first of all, that wealth is your birthright. And um, despite the passage of the Equal Pay Act of 1968 and the Lily Ledbetter Fair Act of 2009, women are still not receiving equal pay. But at the same time, while these truths are sobering, the silver lining is that there has never been a greater term in history for women to become fabulously wealthy. We don't live, of course, in a perfect society and not everything is fair. However, today, more than ever, women have more opportunities to create wealth. And even throughout this pandemic, I have seen millions of dollars in grants being poured into marginalized communities and into women-owned businesses. I know you're hearing now so many women who are leaving their jobs, not necessarily because they wanted to, but because they had to due to the pandemic and not having adequate health care. And they've started their own businesses. So this is really an opportune time for women to really take advantage of some of the resources that are there, especially in grants. So that's one of the things that I talk about in the book. I call it magnetized money. And many of these grants, especially the small business grants, only require an online application. I mean, that's it. I received my first grant, which was Jones New York Empowerment Grant. Um, I applied 35 minutes probably before the deadline. I just happened to find it online. And I thought, what do I have to lose? Um, so I poured my heart into it, hit the send button. And two weeks later, I received a letter from um, Jones, New York, stating that, you know, I was one of seven winners. Um, I also received a fabulous wardrobe, which I was really excited about. Jones, New York. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's right. So many of these grants don't just come with cash, but they also come with mentorship opportunities. Some even come with office space, virtually, you know, so... And most of these grants, when I say small grants, I'm talking about $20,000 or, or less, which don't require any paperwork other than just an online application. So that's one that I really encourage your listeners to do. The other thing is finding your tribe. I don't know how personally that I could survive or do anything that I've been able to do without having what I call your power entourage. And that's people who really lift you, elevate you, 
you know, and make your world bigger. They are there to check you. I never had a doctor on my to-do list, but I now, my own personal physician has become a confidant, a mentor, um, and she doesn't just call me about health. I mean, she actually will call me and say, have you done your taxes yet? (laughs) (laughs) As a reminder. So finding people who has, who don't just have your problem, but have your solution is really key throughout your life. And as you continue to evolve, it's very important. So those are the, my two favorite uh, rules that I focus on a lot and center on a lot. And I do believe would be extremely valuable to anyone during these uncertain times. Wonderful advice. How did you go about appointing this personal board or entourage, as you call it? How, how would somebody go about finding the right set of people to help uplift them, support them, guide them, nurture them, chastise them as needed, what all the good things a good board would do? That's a really great question. And I strongly believe that throughout life, we have to constantly negotiate the relationships in our lives. People come into your life for a reason, and sometimes they come in your life only for a season. And so what I found is that the best way to do it is, first of all, to identify the people who lift you up, like write down the names of everyone in your inner circle of love and trust, whether they're family, teachers, friends, your pastor. And then also take a moment to thank each person for their continued love and encouragement. Identify the people who drag you down. A lot of times we don't realize that sometimes a person that we're surrounding ourselves, we're so used to them being around us and their negative energy can, you know, can drain us. And so if we remove that person, it doesn't mean that we can no longer continue to be friends. It just means that we can be friends from a distance. Mm-hmm. So I always say, take a good hard look at relationships that exhaust you, drain you, or leave you feeling weakened instead of strong. Because these people really are not your next level friends. And sooner or later, you're going to need to eliminate or renegotiate those relationships because your confidence and success is going to depend on it. And then finally, I say, reach out to one person that you'd like to know better. You know, that fabulous, confident, you know, person that you've admired from afar you know, invite them to an event or just send them a love letter. I call it a love letter, not expecting anything in return, but just congratulating them, telling them, you know, what you admire about them. And you'd be surprised at what happens. And I think that when you begin to upgrade your circle of friends, of course, you upgrade your entire life. It truly does make a difference. And I just tell you quickly, you know, again, I never thought about you know, my physician being in part of my um, power entourage, she travels all over the world with me. But more recently, I was concerned about my father's health. And I was so concerned and I was talking to her about it. And she said to me, will he be home tomorrow? And I said, I'm sure he will. She says, well, I'm going to go lay my eyes on him. And she went to his house. You know, my heart was just really so full because she actually took over his care. My attorney the same way. I don't know much about law, but having my attorney who has really mentored me and taught me a lot about how to negotiate contracts, um, how to negotiate, you know, deals, I've been really successful when I have someone who I know always has my back. So again, think about where you want to go and who you really need to take you there. Mm-hmm. And I love the example you mentioned about the, the people that give you lift versus those that drag you down. Almost like if we have a balloon that's got a certain amount of buoyancy, but we also have some iron weights associated with the bottom of that balloon, it's just not going to go as much. 
if we can reduce the weights, then that buoyancy is going to keep carrying us upward. And that's an individual choice each person can make. So that's sound, sound advice. And as a reminder to our listeners, Karen doesn't just seek mentorship. She has been a mentor, personally mentored more than a thousand young women to get on the right track and be more successful and achieve their goals in life. So I think that's partly why these people are willing to be part of your entourage is because you've been so willing to give from your heart in the first place. Thank you. Now, despite the tremendous things you've accomplished, there's no question you've also hit some brick walls along the way. What advice would you give our listeners about what to do in just a hard stop that they weren't expecting in their trajectory? That's a really great question. I often talk about, you know, again, we talk about having a power entourage, having people that when you, when you do run across an obstacle, that you can pick up the phone and call. Because oftentimes the problems that we think we have, we really don't have. There's a solution to them. We just don't have access to that solution. I don't know if any obstacle that I faced that wasn't resolved within 24 hours because I was able to pick up the phone and call my attorney or I was able to pick up the phone and call my physician or I was able to pick up the phone and call, you know, someone else within my inner circle. But I also think that mindset is very important. It's sort of cliche. We always hear people talk about how to turn lemons into lemonade. But it's so true. I find that there's always within an obstacle, an opportunity. And so we just have to sort of flip that obstacle. So again, sometimes when we are faced with a problem, we focus too much on the problem instead of focusing on the solution. And there is a solution to every problem. Even during this pandemic, I had so many people you know, say to me, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now, and I said, there are going to be a whole lot of praise reports once this pandemic is over because there were so many blessings that came from it as well. And there are people who I have a, a young woman who I mentored who was able to raise $2.1 million to fund, you know, an amazing venture that she wanted to start. And that's as a result of this pandemic where money was poured into women businesses. Um, so I would say that, first of all, again, if you run into an obstacle, don't think about necessarily the problem, but think more about what would the solution be and, and who can help you, you know, find a solution to that problem? Because there really is, you know, a solution to every problem. It's that point of view. If we've got a wall that's 20 feet high, we talk to somebody that's living on the third floor, they can see over it. Absolutely. So that, that's terrific. You know, when I was 18, I was introduced to a, a book and one of the quotes in there was, in every adversity, there is the seed of an equal or greater benefit. And that's what I just heard you say so eloquently. Absolutely. Mindset, step one, step two, get other people involved, which I think is, is wonderful. Karen, how do you keep yourself personally growing? You know, you've achieved so many things. You could just chill out, sit back, rest on the momentum and the, the great accolades, but you're constantly striving to grow as a person. What advice can you give on how to avoid complacency and what we call satisfied-itis? That's a really great question. And I think part of it is expanding your horizons. And early on, because of my travel, it allowed me to see that, you know, I only occupy a small corner of the world. But as I began to travel around the world, it just was, it just became so fascinating. The people, the culture, the language, the food, everything just became so fascinating 
And what I learned throughout my travels and continue is that, first of all, I, you know, I tell people this all the time. I do business 35,000 feet in the air (laughs) because (laughs) every time I am on a flight, I meet someone who creates or or shares an opportunity for me. And what that does is it just continues to evolve. And so my life continues to evolve in so many different ways, but I always stay on the trajectory of empowering women. I tell you, I was on a flight to the Middle East I met a young man who was a human rights attorney, and he provided me probably with seven to 10 different opportunities to do work in maybe 13 other countries. <laughs> mm. um, and so, you know, and, uh, and one thing, doing work in different countries, I mean, of course, there's the, the time zone and, you know, all of the logistics that go with that, which take time. And that's really what just keeps me going, because when you think about the U.S. and you think about, you know, every state, well, just think about one country, you know, having 50 states within that country. Um, Just like in the U.S., every state is different. And so you find the same thing with every country. It also lets me know, too, that there's just so many opportunities available once I expand my horizons. So I no longer do business now in just the U.S. I do business now in 13 different countries, you know. So that's part of how I can no longer get complacent. I think that my network, which continues to evolve and grow, won't allow me to. So your universe of work is 13 countries wide times 35,000 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's really great. Now, some of our listeners right now, Karen, are on a trajectory in their lives where everything is just doing fantastically well, but there's some others that are really discouraged at the moment. Would you have some general advice for us with listeners that just are stuck? They just don't know how to move forward and they're feeling that sense of despair and discouragement. I would say you're in a really good place. (laughs) Hmm. Now, that's a great answer already. I would say that you're in a really good place because sometimes we have to see what we don't want to see what we do want. And once we can identify that, then it makes it so much easier for us to go for, you know, for that thing or, you know, whatever it is that we want. Right now, as I said earlier, there are just so many opportunities and it's so important for you right now to reach out to other people, people that you don't know, I oftentimes have a tremendous number of opportunities that come across my desk that I have no idea, you know, who to help with these opportunities. You know, I have casting directors call me and say, you know, anyone who, you know, I need someone on a show. We're looking to book someone. I mean, there are just tremendous amount of opportunities. And what I found is that most people don't tell other people what they really want. So this is a great time now to speak up and to tell the world what you want, what you do want, so that someone can hear it. The other thing is social media. Everyone's on social media now. So make sure that your social media profile is in sync with what you're looking for and what you want. I see so many social media profiles where there's just no information about what the person does or what they want to do, which makes it very difficult because, you know, people who are in higher positions, I mean, their attention span is, you know, it's of course not there. So they're not going to spend much time, you know, really searching. 
So you got to make it easy for them. But I would say right now, just know that you're in a very good place, which makes it easy for you to figure out what you do want and whatever that is, tell everyone and tell a lot of people that you don't know. You know, your, your history shows a willingness to take action from that application you made to Jones, New York, to everything you just described. So it's not just thought, it's taking action, being constructive, getting into motion. It's an old, old saying that if we stay in, in motion, it helps eliminate negative emotion. Absolutely. When we're sitting quietly, sometimes the negative emotion just overwhelms us. So recognize what we don't want, get fed up enough with it to do something toward what we do want. Karen, time with you goes really, really quickly. You have so much <laughs> wisdom and so much to share. What I love most about you is you're pouring into so many people and the multiplying effect of that is never anything we could measure. Those ripples are going to extend across the globe as they already have. So thank you for being a contributor to making the world better in a very real, everyday way. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And we appreciate you. So on behalf of all of our listeners for the Action Catalyst, thank you so much. Honored to know you. And please keep up the great stuff that you've got going on to make us better. I sure will. Thank you again. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.